Hello, and welcome to the intersection of Crystal R. Emery. Crystal is a member of the Producers Guild of America, an American Association for the Advancement of Science, if then ambassador, and a member of New York Women in Film and Television. Crystal is CEO and founder of You Are You the Right to Be Inc. And she is a badass. Today's topic is The Rising of Lazarus, Part 1. Crystal's brother, Aaron, became blind on June 13, 2019. This is his story. Here is Crystal Renee Emery. I had been away in Chicago for a week. I returned very, very late at night. I had been so afraid to even leave to go to Chicago because my brother Aaron was severely injured in an automobile accident the previous month. And, I had, and he had been hospitalized in intensive care ever since. His recovery situation was just so crazy. I mean, every day he was fighting for his life. But I went to Chicago because there were seven other people depending on me making that trip. The trip returning from Chicago seemed like I was racing to get back home. And it was so, so late when we got home. Despite being physically exhausted, I couldn't sleep. So I listened to one of my favorite songs, How Great Thou Art performed by Carrie Underwood. We only slept a few hours. I had bargained with my nephew, Robert, who had driven the 16 hours back from Chicago to take me to the hospital. As tired as we were, neither one of us could sleep anyway. I just could feel and hear my brother Aaron calling me. This was not the first time I had heard him calling me for we are connected by a very, very strong, unseen umbilical cord. As soon as we woke up, we have got to get to the hospital to see Aaron. When we arrived at Yale Hospital, I heard a man playing How Great Thou Art on the piano in the atrium of the hospital. What are the odds that in the hospital's atrium, where there is always someone playing, on the piano, that in that moment, they were playing sacred music. And of all the songs that this man could have chosen to play, he played the song that I went to sleep with, How Great Thou Art. At that moment, I said to myself, God is up in here. This is going to be a good day. The visitor's receptionist was very accustomed to seeing us. And when I said who we were, she had a big smile when she gave me the visitor's pass. And she said a different room instead of the normal ICU room he had been in for the past six weeks. My heart just sort of stopped. And she said, isn't it so wonderful that your brother is now in a step-down unit? Aaron had been moved from ICU to step-down unit. That means a patient is technically out of intensive care, but not ready to be transferred to a regular ward. I paused at the door to his room, and Aaron's mother, who could see me, she was beside his bed, 
said to him, Crystal is here. I said, hello, Aaron. It's your sister, Crystal. And then he rose up. He got out of the bed and walked towards me. He was all skin and bones, but I was amazed. I said, Aaron, Aaron, you can walk. Something that he wasn't able to do before I left for Chicago. Mommy said, Aaron, be careful. You're not supposed to be walking without assistance. I kept calling his name as if it was like in a dream. And he just was walking, following my voice. When he reached me, he kissed my head. His hands felt my face. He kissed my face, rubbed my cheeks, and he kept kissing me and hugging me. And we both were crying. As we spoke through his tears, he said, Sister, I needed you the most today. I asked everybody where you were, and they said Chicago. But I said, no, I need her to be here. I need her today. I need my sister. Just five minutes ago, I mentioned your name to mommy, and here you are. Daddy must have sent you. Then he said, my legs are getting tired. I have to lay back down. And I watched him as he reached for the bed, followed it around, and got back in it. This is what it must have been like for those present when Lazarus rose from the dead and emerged from his tomb. This wasn't a figment of my imagination or a dream that came to me. It was real, and it was surreal at the same time. When I left for Chicago, Aaron could not walk, barely whispered a word, and still had a trach in. A week later, my brother rose out of bed and followed my voice. There are no words, no words that could ever capture that moment of grace and love. And even as I take this now, tears fall from my eyes because it was just breathtaking. Aaron lost his sight, but there is so much more he could have lost. A limb, his memory, his sense of humor, even his life. His vision loss may be considered permanent, but I was so grateful to be seeing what I saw in that hospital room. A month ago, no one thought Aaron was going to make it. Not his doctors, not the surgeons. Even our family was filled with doubt. Yet here he was before me. Not the strong, vibrant Aaron as he was before his accident, but still the Aaron we all love and cherish and for whose recovery we prayed for so fervently. It truly was like watching Lazarus rising to new life from the grave. The next day I returned to the hospital to visit Aaron. It was sort of strange helping him eat his lunch as I gave him direction and which way the food was placed on his plate. And he could only eat a little tiny, tiny portion because his jaws had been broken uh, in the accident. One of the things he told me was that he had never really understood 
what my life was like, how it must feel for me to be confined to a wheelchair and dependent upon others for my most basic needs. He told me that he now was beginning to understand that because there's very little he could do for himself right now. But he also said he's determined to make the best out of what happened. That's the era we know and love, always upbeat. I told him that whenever he gets discouraged or fearful, he should think of something positive and life-affirming, his children, his family, his friends. In short, think of love, because love and fear cannot reside in the same place. And I'm going to say that again. These are not my words. They're actually words of Guru Madeleine. But love and fear cannot reside in the same place. My brother Aaron is not out of the woods yet, but he is on a road to recovery. I believe in the power of prayer, and I'm so very grateful to every person who prayed for Aaron, his children, and our family. I ask those of you that know the power of prayer to continue praying with us and praying for him, that he not be afraid of being in a world without sight, which must be very frightening for him. I thank God for giving my brother Aaron another chance. I thank Guru Madeleine, who has channeled her healing energies to Aaron. I am so humbled to experience the power of collective energy. Miracles happen every day, and the many Lazarus, male and female, continue to be a testimony that there is a power greater than ours. Namaskar. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Intersection of Crystal R. Emery. Subscribe if you liked today's episode and want to receive notifications when new episodes are available. New episodes will be available every Monday and Thursday. If you would like to learn more about or support Crystal's work, please visit URUTheRightToBe.org. You can also follow Crystal on Twitter at CrystalREmery or at ChangingSTEM. Music is provided by Jay Hogard featuring I Am Free from his album Harlem Hieroglyphics. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Namaskar.